Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Good morning, I am Randy Tober. I am here, ready to go, with the show sheet erased and the new guest put in, because Hannah showed me how to do that. We'll go through that a little bit later. Hannah making fun of me because I had a little glitch. I didn't understand exactly all how to do a quick operation on the on the spreadsheet. No, we'll you, that you got mad at me because I was I trying to explain it, and then you said, well, I'm not stupid. I know how to, to do you that. You tried to mansplain it to me. <laughs> All right. You guys are all falling apart without Stephanie Bell. Exactly. There's Jennifer Bukowski in Stephanie's chair. Stephanie is, I don't know, where is she? In Botswana. (laughs) Where is she? Botswana. (laughs) And John Marsh, how you doing, buddy? That's right. I'm in Ghana. Ghana. Oh, no, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Are you going to tell us about it? No, that's Guyana. You don't want to drink the Kool-Aid in Guyana. Remember Guyana? Yeah. 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 Jim Jones. That was a sad deal. My gosh. Different continent. Uh, speaking of cults, uh, Donald Trump is going to <laughs> oh, <man>. oh. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to potentially. Uh, the reporting is that R- Ronald McDaniel is out at the RNC. Donald Trump is weighing in on who it should be, according to reports. An appeals court has a lot to say. Well, not in Donald Trump's favor. Jennifer Crumbly somehow didn't pull the trigger, but her son did, and she's now convicted of manslaughter. Lots going on in the program today. Ron Fitzwater, mayor of Jefferson City, will explain to me why, why, (laughs) why I had to pony up six dollars plus two for a convenience fee maybe we should play in some audio from uh last week (laughs) because of the wonderful the wonderful lunch i had with scott fawn uh, and and, i ran quite a gauntlet last night to attend an ipec dinner down in jeff city and you were there last screaming protesters yeah so we have state local international news and national news as well this morning the numbers are five the number is five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety uh, and you were down at Jefferson City. Let's talk about that. Jefferson City, I was on the air doing a little hit with Chris Arps, who's on on Tuesday morning, on his show last evening uh, back in St. Louis. And as I was on there, Tim Jones is like, Doc, as this is going on, uh, there's a protest going on. And yeah, they- Tim was there last night. Uh, yeah. He got in late. He They were barricading so that they couldn't get in. They finally had to like lift up. Um, a barrier to get into the event but there were hundreds of protesters my friend greg keller invited me to this said security is going to be tight i'm going to put your name on a list i'm like oh it's jeff city it'll be fine you know that's other cities that have this i've never seen anything like this what was the setting what was the setting it was a a building at 101 high street um which is on the corner and they were completely surrounding three sides of the building. We had to go in the back entrance, and mm. they had, they were like three or more thick, all against the building, bullhorns, signs. They had a big sign that purported to have the names of all these children who had been killed in Gaza written on it. So this and was pro-Hamas, or pro-Palestinian. Pro, hell yeah. But chanting really from the river to the sea, oh. Palestine will be free. Okay. On the megaphone, chanting at me, really? calling me a B-word, saying no. I'm nothing without my money. The, the have, B-word, as in Bukowski. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Barrister. The, the, <laughs> the B-word that I was about ready to be with all those people, I'll tell wow. you that, because they were screaming at me, saying I had blood on me, that I was an enabler of genocide. And how dare I go to the event well, trying what to get me to not? What it was event? just a. 
IPEC is a it's a political group that goes around the country lobbying for Jewish issues. This yeah. is like the fifth year in a row that they've had this event in Jefferson City. They testified at a hearing earlier that day, and uh, there were wow. some hateful, hateful people there, all screaming, wearing masks, of course, because they're cowards. Cowards too. So it wasn't just as I go in and as everyone goes in to this event that you're being harassed throughout the event. It's not a giant building. We're on the second <coughs> floor, um, but you can see him outside. And uh, they were pounding on drums, screaming, and at one point, banging on the door. A gun was, like, drawn in response to, are we about to be invaded and attacked uh, in during other words, the event. security people. Security people, yeah. Whoa. Went down with, you know. So you felt threatened. Yes. It was intimidating. Yeah. Wow. And several people did uh, get arrested. Yeah, first-hand report from Jennifer Murkowski. The one guy, uh, Ron Hicks, he got grabbed on the arm, and then if they touch you, the police officers there could arrest you. And so several got arrested. Good, good for them. And there were a number of them kicked out of the uh, of the the gallery uh, during the the speech. Too, there was a speech in in the House chamber. Yes, yes, uh, I heard about that. that, 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 that The speech was was from the council, right? Some Miami council. Yeah, and uh, in in. no one was physically attacked or anything like that, but there were people that were disrupting the speech, and oh. they were, they were, they were carrying some, you know, carrying. They were holding up signs and stuff like that, but they were screaming about genocide. At one point, um, one of them actually screamed. I don't know if she was talking to Plocker, the speaker, or the lieutenant governor. It said, "You're you're going to be remembered for this forever." And I, there was some cursing as well. There was Channel Eight had video of it. I was not aware of the. Uh, hopefully, John yeah, I don't know how well some of my I like started videoing some of these people. And I retweeted on my at Esquire on fire, ESQ on fire. A couple of the videos by the protesters that show. Like Judge Green's walking in, they're all screaming at him, or other people having to jump over a barrier to get into the event. Uh, and uh, they were like, "Oh, this event is not off to a good start because we're all here to try to stop it." Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it's a peaceful they, protest. Just like a peaceful I'm protest. responsible for killing a bunch of kids in Gaza because well, I'm going to an event. Well, that's, that's the question. What being is, held every year for five years. On the one hand, what is the Missouri General Assembly? What kind of jurisdiction do they have over what's going on in gaza it's a resolution more than anything else i mean the go- the governor mm-hmm. ordered the um the dome to be lit blue and white and that was back in the fall we reported on that it's more of a symbolic but in, in the, you know there are pa- pro-palestinian activists who have encouraged the columbia city council to pass a resolution again these are symbolic because it's really it's it's although they have the ability to do it. Both sides have the ability to do that. Was there enough security? Do you, do you feel like Capitol- when I got there, there was. When the first people got there, there wasn't because they couldn't get through. Like they had barriers erected, and they finally had to like go. Over. One of my friends, Camilla, uh, she had to go over a fence like thing in a dress, and as did all the men. And there's a video on that. I retweeted on my ESQ on Fire Twitter. She because, gave a shout out to the gentleman who held her purse while she, yeah, she tried did. to go over the barrier. They were blocking us. They were blocking. They were trying to block. But by the time I got there, they had police presence in front and in back, so they couldn't literally be stopping us from getting into the event. Uh, yeah, but we then later, when Tim Jones tried to get in there, uh, he also was outside, stuck outside for ten minutes because they could not get through the protesters to get into the event. Him and a state senator, and he's a former speaker of the Missouri House. Yeah. And isn't this ironic? 
just a few days ago, was it last week? What was it, five or seven? A, a handful of people are now going to have face up to 10 years in jail because they peacefully protested in an abortion clinic and they violated the safe law. Isn't that yeah. funny? Peacefully. They didn't block anyone from going into the abortion clinic. They were just protesting. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? And yet these people can do this prevent your physical access or try to obstruct yeah. it and then they they're, they're just gonna I, that's and there gonna might be have curious. been people that were gonna go and listen to what ipac <laughs> they only come once a year what they had to say but were intimidated by this crowd and they succeeded in scaring them away i was by a woman by myself but i was oh my God. i saw the police were there and i'm like was the this- hell with these people i'm going to this event but it was not unintimidating to walk through the crowd because i started at the front so i got all three sides of the building screaming at me Men, women, what was the demographic? There's a lot of young women. Mostly which is young. So, it pisses me off, Randy, because <clears throat> that Gaza, like, you're treated like second-class citizen. Yeah. You're, you're so oppressed. You have no freedom. These women are free to be out and about, yelling and screaming at me. But over there, they have to do what their husband tells them. Isn't and can't, you know, It's just ridiculous. Wow. But the event did go on. I mean, finally. Oh, yeah, it happened. But they screamed and banged on drums and banged throughout on the, the door. whole thing. And then we're banging on the door. So, John Marsh, how will we... I'm curious. We rarely hear the... And I don't mean from you guys, because this is what you do. You and Brian do a good job on this. You said 30 people were arrested? No, I don't know. Well, I know of at least a, two. Just a few. Okay, a few arrested. How will we know what happens to these people? Un, unlike other jurisdictions where people... Immigrants, you know, illegal alien thugs can beat up a police officer and they're released and give the middle finger up in New York. Will something different happen in Heartland where we know the difference between good and evil, where you can peacefully protest, but you're not supposed to touch someone? You're not supposed to make them feel intimidated? What will be the follow through on this? How will we know? I don't think there's going to be much follow through. I know with some of the reports we were getting from the folks who were down there, well, at least at the Capitol, they said they initially took one person into custody and then released them almost immediately. No, so it's, it's one of those kind of deals. And we heard some, uh, some radio traffic in the early evening where law enforcement was talking very seriously about stepping up to response at Jen's event and, and calling in some backup and all they were they were genuinely concerned about yeah the this. governor was supposed to attend i heard secondhand that he ended up not because of the security concerns and during the event jay ashcraft our friend of the show yeah. and everything the police brought him to the side to talk to him because they were concerned for his safety too i believe jay's going to be with us yeah, a little he'll later be with us at eight, eight ten, o'clock so he can yeah, yeah, uh, speak to yeah. that at uh, first hand wow the, the and, and just to follow up on that and john john of course is is following the, the everything that happened in jefferson city but the you're asking about a follow-up you know the people that were basically asked to leave or escorted out of the the gallery from the house chamber probably not anything they were they were they were you know a handful of them probably six to ten of them uh were screen I, and i the the event so nothing i don't expect anything to happen to them the event that jen's referring to ultimately that would be up to the prosecutor in cole county okay. Lock, Lock thompson okay I'm, I'm worked up over this is there not an assault if they, yeah, I think if the you people that got someone, it, if I think that those people will with a threatening see manner. if they were if they were arrested, then Locke Thompson will make a decision on prosecution, and then you can follow it on case. Oh, we're going to make a decision on prosecution. There's but no decision. He you were threatened. Made, you were touched, well, or someone was touched. Decision. They always make a decision. They make a decision. Oh, they make a decision, right? Well, he might decide. I mean, Randy, <laughs> they might decide to prosecute him. 
And again, they, they need to prosecute him. Prosecutor in Cole County, you need to prosecute well, him. Well, he's not saying that he's not. He probably will. Well, okay. And, and he is. <laughs> if you don't prosecute him, we're going to be on you. This is ridiculous. Randall. I had to Randall. pay. I had to pay a car. I had to pay a parking ticket because there's a law. Simmer down. This is this is the problem with the United States of America. This is unacceptable that you should have felt threatened, that Jay Ashcroft should have felt threatened, because I don't mind that they have a problem. I don't mind that they protest. I don't even mind that they are vocal. They have no earthly right to be intimidating you. Period. It's well, ridiculous. It was intimidating. But. I'd be curious what the listeners think. Well, um, I would too. This yeah. is ridiculous. I'm yeah, sorry. Curious, but Americans I, it, are they've had it. Well, lo- and to be to be very clear, Locke Thompson makes that final decision on that. Well, Locke, any, I, any, I love you, brother, but come on. That, anything no, that he, Jen's he referring might. to. He might. Well, please do. <laughs> Daily DC rundown coming up. Wake up, mid Missouri. <laughs> This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It's time for the Daily DC Rundown with Jennifer Bukowski in for the Stephanie Bell who's flying across the ocean in a whatever, 730-something. <laughs> well, What's there's a lot on? going on yeah. in DC to talk about. One big development that will calm you down, I think, Randy, yeah. is Ronna McDaniel's out. We thought we were stuck with her for another year, but Trump says that Ronna McDaniel knows she should step down as RNC chair. So it looks like she is going to be resigning early. She had the contested race against Harmeet Dillon, who I wanted to win last year. Um, And she had agreed that she wasn't going to run again. But she was supposed to be the one that brought us in the cycle. And I'll tell you what, Randy, I'm a donor. I'm activist. I work with RNC. I've been a delegate for the RNC to two conventions now. They were a bunch of, they're just not raising money and not being professionals. They sent me an email being like, do you want to participate in a phone call with Ronna McDaniel? Where I just get to call in and listen to her basically pitch me and all the other listeners on the call to donate money. I'm like, you know, I care about the party. I should do this. Then I say, okay, I'll RSVP. I'll carve time off my calendar to hear them out. What do they do? They email me back saying, okay, to get the call-in number, you need to donate this amount of money. I'm like, you know I'm a donor already. This is just rude. Who does that? Invite someone and then uninvite them and be like, to do a call-in? It's coercive. It was was rude. So I didn't do it, not because I didn't want to donate. I was like, I was being open-minded to donate, but now I'm not. Yeah. So they need more sophisticated people running the show because we keep losing. I read about a a really posh apartment that she had and a lot of expenditures, allegations of expenditures going to, you know, all kinds of frivolous stuff, parties and this and that in the RNC, but not for voter registration, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, and we need it for lawyers. Yeah, yeah. So that's the concern because, like, I... I myself and Mark Ellinger and uh, now Stephanie Bell will too get deployed to these battleground states to help with the election. RNC is supposed to have money for that. If they're not raising money, I worry about us not. And we know that the Democrats always have twice as many lawyers as we do. 
And so that's a real problem. So I hope whoever gets brought in, but you say you're not excited about who you're hearing well, might be named. The reports but are. But I hope they can bring in some money. The reports are it's a guy from North Carolina, uh, the Michael Watley, who is Donald Trump's pick. He apparently has thrown that name in the hat. And uh, he he's a guy that was one of the very avid, you know, uh, election was rigged. It was a fake, phony election guy. I'm not sure right now that there's a lot of appetite for that. I mean, you know, that's sort of water under the bridge. So hopefully he won't be a guy that wants to relitigate that if, in fact, he said, why don't you run? Well, you I, should, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a member of the RNC. Oh, I thought you were. Okay. Well, I'm a... I'm You're involved, but I'm not one of the four whatever oh, people in our state that represent. I see. That's, so I don't know that I'm eligible for it. Yeah. But I don't know if actually you have to be an elected person to be named. I don't think so. Yeah. I, well, I'm not. Well, I'm well connected, Randy. I'm not that well I connected. Nominate I nominate Jennifer. Think, I don't think I'm on any short list for that position. John, I nominate Jennifer. Will you second I that second. nomination? Okay, good. I second. Uh, the other news for D.C. is yesterday the appeals court denied Trump's immunity case in mm. the 2020 election case. This is just a panel of the D.C. Court of Appeals. Uh, they could seek an en banc review. Not to be confused with Montblanc, but it's an en banc. I'm not following. I'm just kidding. The Mont Blanc is a pen. I was just joking. Oh. It was just pen. Nerd oh. alert. So, unpl- <laughs> that was Did you just alert. try to make a joke was, about a pen? About a pen. You, don't you know what Mont Blanc yeah, is? Yeah, Okay, whatever. Sorry, that was... Expensive <laughs> pens. 20-20 pens. Okay, we got... Okay, so... So, so they found that Donald Trump is not immune court. from criminal prosecution. The panel of judges in a unanimous ruling Tuesday. That's not all of the judges in the entire court of appeals. They could ask for a review by them. And they can also, of course, go to the Supreme Court. Is it going to make it to the Supreme Court before the election? I think so. Will they accept it? I think so. Okay. We'll have to see where it goes. There's the Daily DC Rundown. When we come back, your thoughts on whether those protesters should face time for felonies saying whatever we want wake up mid-missouri all right so we're back now jennifer bukowski's in and one of the when jennifer was a regular guest on my afternoon show we would sometimes go back and forth over something with which i struggle oh boy you do struggle on this and it had to do with consistency. John, you're going to get this. It has to do with consistency in the application of the law. It strikes me funny, because folks, if you're just joining us here in Wake Up in Missouri, I got a little, I guess the word would actually be triggered. It, I don't know, something set me off. Because Jennifer was involved in a an event last night, going to an event sponsored by... APAC, A-I-P-A-C, which is a, a, a Jewish community support group. I would say that uh, Israeli, they support Israeli things and, and Jewish causes, right? Right. And uh, I think it was the general counsel from some, the Jewish council in Miami was speaking at the house yesterday. So is that the guy? Yeah. Well, yeah. IPEC, it's more than 3 million proud pro-Israel Americans working to strengthen bipartisan support for the U.S.-Israel relationship. Mayor Elbaz Starinsky, Consul General of Israel in Miami, addressed members of both the House and the Senate yesterday. Several people were protesting and disrupting things in the House, and they took them out. Okay, that's fine. But the numbers were nowhere near what they were okay. at the event later on. Then you went across the street to, well, up the, up the, up the hill to, the, uh, to this event center. Yeah. You encountered a crowd. Hundreds of people. There was a human barrier there. 
Yes, surrounding the building on three sides. You reported that at least one person with whom you have personal knowledge was was touched, was grabbed. Well, I didn't see it, but that was what reported. the person told me. Okay. Yes. And got her, once she did that, the police arrested that Okay. person that grabbed him so they must have seen that or else they, they wouldn't arrest him arrest. okay yeah once they were there watching as and, soon as they touch you or and, grab you then they can arrest him and my point is i'm sort of a, a black and white right and wrong uh you know uh slippery slopes to be avoided kind of a guy yeah. and and my simple question was so slam dunk that's a felony when you that's touch someone felony to touch someone on the arm it's an assault yeah, it's in that in third degree, which is a misdemeanor. Well, what? Okay, it's third a misdemeanor. Okay, it's a crime. It's okay, something it's you shouldn't do. Yeah, something you shouldn't do. And and I just am now, and I'm not saying I don't know Mr. Lockman from Beans, but what I'm I'm appealing it's Lock Thompson, Lock Tom, oh, Lockman. <laughs> sorry, Lock Thompson. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm telling you, this is an appeal. I'm speaking for Americans who I think are tired of, and I'm not saying Mr. Thompson isn't aggressive. But we've seen it here in Columbia, in Boone County. We've seen it across the nation with this prosecutorial discretion, which I think most Americans now think means let people off the hook and then let them go do other things because no, they have permission to do not- stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm um, imploring Mr. Mr. Thompson to have a zero-tolerance policy. Why don't we have a zero-tolerance policy? You either, it if it you seems touched, like they did because they saw him touch it, they arrested it. They'll refer that, I assume, presumably, to the prosecutor's but office to charge it. But then you use this word, D-I-S-C-R-E-T-I-O-N, 10-letter word that is becoming a foul word to me. Why? What discretion? There's a law. There's a statute. You, this th- is ironic because you're so pro-pro-prosecutor <laughs> and you're complaining about the discretion I feel oppositely about it because every time we have a law that's so vague, they're like, it's okay. We'll use our discretion. We won't over abuse this power <laughs> that we have. And, but they could, they could, like they Good could point. charge a kid who's has a joint that gives a kid another joint at school at the class A felony. Like, and they might in some rural things because that's on school property and it's drug dealing. Then you can enhance that all the way up. To a class A felony. But don't you think at some point that we have gone soft on crime? I'm just thinking, but it's, I think that law think and order is crazy. It okay here. We have a soft on there crime are, policy in America. No, soft in on some crime. places in America where you have Not, these George Soros based prosecutors. This is interesting because I just uh, moderated a panel in the state capitol at the Federalist Society annual uh, Missouri Chapters Conference on this very topic, yeah. Randy. And I read this book, Rogue Prosecutors, that yeah. our friend Zach from Smith. Heritage, yep. he was on the panel. Here in town for this, and uh, starting in 2015, George Soros started funding these pro- so-called and self-described progressive prosecutors, yeah. and they have been doing undoing a lot of the hard work that we've done for criminal justice reform to be smart on crime and more cost-efficient right. on crime to actually make us safer and waste less more money on the system. Uh, because they are just declining to prosecute for basic things like shoplifting, yeah. and that just leads to more lawlessness and a more dangerous society, which is not right. the so purpose I, of their job. I, I wasn't, but that's not everywhere. That's But it is places like the city of St. Louis. While yeah. we had Kim Gardner, there's a whole chapter in that book devoted well, to her. Here, Randy, I have something for you. My appeal was, let's keep an eye on our local prosecutors. Let's make sure that they're doing the right thing, that they're not letting people off the hook. 
Because we don't want people feeling threatened. You said, you used the word, intimi- you felt intimidated, and I asked you if you felt threatened. You said yes. You shouldn't have to be threatened in the United States of America because you're going to a, an event. You yeah, I was intimidated. For and intimidated. Sure. But well, luckily talk the to police anybody who there. covered the Talk to anybody who covered the uh, Black Lives Matter protests and all. Back to the First Amendment argument, I can tell you from the ones I covered and all, I was uncomfortable myself. And then Gary makes the point, Randy probably would have liked the ticket lady to use a little discretion since he was only six minutes late. Yeah, you got me there. (laughs) No, I've been there in Jet City when they're putting a third ticket on my car. This is last year at the Federalist Society Chapters Conference. And I'm like, oh, good. She's pulling up behind me, but she won't give me this next ticket because I'm here getting in my car, loading my car to leave. Nope, she sped up and probably broke the speed limit in her little golf cart to give me that third (laughs) ticket before I got out of I was literally leaving. See, this goes to our thing on monday when i i got i went on a little rant because i or was it was it monday friday friday because i got a little ticket from it was ron. supposed to be a feel-good friday it was personally signed by ron fitzwater thanks for <laughs> thanks for overstaying your parking dollars is nothing for a parking ticket like they I'm need to they need you. to boost that up if they want I me to know. make sure i plug my meter down there I it, know. Was, I it was the handling charge he didn't like oh then I, two dollars for a convenience fee yeah right okay whatever <laughs> yeah government gets away with that credit card yeah. companies you can't as a merchant charge people for the processing fees and still have your agreement with the credit card companies but government exempts itself from that that, so they're always charging you that convenience fee so yeah look i i am for i guess i'm for more discretion when there's a totally non-violent crime yeah you're wanting simple solutions to complex problems randy and that just is not the way the criminal justice system works you have ranges of offense for a reason you have ranges of punishment for a reason not everyone has the same criminal background and no two situations are exactly alike when it comes to the offense itself so prosecutors should be using their discretion as to what level to charge it what kind of offer to make whether or not to charge it depending on the circumstances would there be an affirmative defense could there be a self-defense okay. all kinds of things could I'm, happen and that's why they I'm do need discretion in how to do yeah, their job I just, I just hope that they use discretion that leans more towards the side of uh, a close to zero tolerance for certain things. <laughs> that's violence. When there's threats and violence, that's a different story. Yeah. Were there, but you know no one I mean? touched me. They they were calling me the B word. They were screaming at me. They were telling me that I'm a baby killer, basically, because I'm going to detention. Andy says we need to see. There we go. The Jedi strike back here. The Jedi are returning. We have to hold the judges accountable, too, not just the prosecutors. That's right. Well, that's certainly the case with the New York, the migrants, that they assaulted cops on video and then got let out. That was the prosecutor and the judge's fault. So let me ask you this. Oh, boy. Are you defending that the the criminal justice system, are you saying everything's copacetic, everything's cool? Of course not. Nothing needs to be changed? Of course. There's major flaws with our criminal justice system. Yeah. There are certainly problems and a lot of times the problems especially in the last five seven years have been prosecutors who are not prosecuting and it's not in an, major city and you you don't think but that's not in, our in area. Jefferson not city in our area. and not in Boone County okay there you go okay that that's what I wanted to get to because I think a lot of us look across the landscape and we think is this just a general like education's gone so woke and even in fairly conservative jurisdictions yeah, you're seeing Springfield, educa- Missouri is like a okay, prime so, so example that's why that. I that's why I'm just a little bit um sunburnt I think we all have a little PTSD when we see the stuff that people get away with across the land and you think my god is it coming to a, con- a county new us near us you know that's all that's all yeah um, just, instead of instead of waiting for it to go south 
and there's rampant crime, you want to keep an eye on people. You'll say, hey, let's luckily, not let it go we, there. We live in communities that are small enough that I think our elected officials, our elected prosecutors feel accountable to the people and know that they're, you know, so. Oh, look at this. Charles says maybe if we had AI prosecutors to remove bias. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Wow. AI prosecutors. I, oh. I love AI. I'm a big tech person. I brought the, my husband's oh, yeah. Apple goggles with me here today because we're, gonna, we were talking about that on Gary yesterday. Yeah, so Jennifer's going to uh, do her Stevie Wonder AI invitation. AI does not get everything right, let yeah. me tell you. When you do the Apple goggles, are you sort of doing like Stevie Wonder? No, you can see right through them. <laughs> I could... I could uh, yeah, I could just talk to you and so, look at you. So it's like augmented reality. It's not virtual yeah, and, reality. Yeah, augmented reality. You can, uh-huh. It's augmented and it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Can it put hair on me? Probably. I'm right. not that sophisticated. Let's see if we can... <laughs> John, you think we can augment it to that degree? Then I'll buy one. No, I have seen that where you have different apps where they're doing that where all of a sudden... Your husband's standing in the closet, and he turns around, and he looks like this movie star, and then that movie star. <laughs> that goes back. And then, guess what? You're in your bedroom with your husband, and he looks like Ryan Gosling all of a sudden. Whoa. Like, Whoa. yeah, that's the thing. You mean if I just picked up a mop and a and a and a bottle of bleach, I could look like the Mister Clean guy in that commercial, the if Super that's Bowl the commercial? You have yeah. on, or you could look like wow. you know, our, <laughs> you could look like uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend suddenly with, oh, uh, well, to your no. wife. I'm She's probably, wearing the goggles no, and I'm, she has the filter on. I'm probably, you could all of a sudden look like Brad Pitt. And I'm probably closer to Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother, <laughs> Jason. That's, at least you keep your shirt Hey, those on. are both good-looking guys. <laughs> Not Well, okay, just from the neck down. That's me. Okay. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to explore the world of the Apple goggles with Jennifer. Right? Okay. Because I've heard about those, up. but it'll be a lot of fun. We'll do that. And by the way, I missed, we're, when we come in, we're going to play a, an homage to yesterday. There was a big birthday. And we'll talk about that, too, when we come back here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Let's take a moment to enjoy some zen. Take a deep breath, <laughs> Randy. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> Calm your butt down. Just Thank you, Hannah. Yes. Thank you. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Thank you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Even we're not sure what's about to happen. Hello? All right, so I wanted to play this because I missed it until last evening, well, yesterday afternoon when we were off the air, and it it just troubled me because there was a big, huge, we talked about uh, someone that was 100, how old yesterday? The oldest lady in the world? John, you talked about it yesterday. Uh, She was 116. Well, Ronald Reagan would be 113 yesterday. And here's something. By its very existence and character, Berlin remains the most compelling argument for an open world. We're reminded of the many traditions of openness and democracy that have marked the history of this city. America missed me. (laughs) Man, that that was oratorical brilliance. That was in 1987. Remember, he'd been shot shortly after coming into office. Uh, several years earlier, and a balloon popped during that speech, and just like that, he said, ah, "Missed me." I thought, "Wow, John, you remember that moment? That was yep. unbelievable." He was pretty quick on his feet. He was, was quick on his feet, and uh, you know, there were 
There were similarities between Trump and Reagan in the sense of their entertainment quality and the humor that they brought into their politics. And um, I, I, there's there's few politicians that have that gift. You know, I mean, I, I don't think that I don't think that Trump is near as clever and nuanced, and, and it's not so much his humor, just as it is his entertainment value. But but that's a little extra twist that uh, that politicians, really the successful ones, bring into the bring into the mix. Um, now, John, can you <laughs> can you see um, Jennifer is donning her new Apple goggles? Right, it looks like she's about to go skiing. It does yeah? She's got the Apple goggles, and she's looking like Patrick Mahomes. She's clicking her fingers. Like, are you looking for the signal coming in from the sideline? What are you doing? Uh, entering my husband's uh, code here. To oh, open him up because oh, so by clicking your fingers together. Yeah, so it's just like a computer. So now I see what I'm seeing, I'm seeing Hannah. Okay. But I'm also seeing all the apps that you would see on like the home screen or your phone. All the little oh. icons are there floating in midair? Yeah, floating in midair. And so it's watching where my eyes look. Yeah. That's my like cursor. Okay. And then if I ever want to, um, if I want to, uh, like, oh, I just opened photos. If okay. I, depending on where your eyes are, yeah. that's the app that's selected. Now I'm seeing all the photos from my phone. Uh, like I have a screen right there that's open. You can also like open up your TV thing, like your uh, shows or whatever. Yeah. And you could be sitting in your living room and I see you right now. You can, how many pulled up some figures? Like I see you just like you see me. Is it, is the quality, is the, uh, is the resolution really good? Yeah, really, really good. Really good. And yeah. so I could be walking around, like yeah. I can walk around right now. Yeah, you look a little weird, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah it's a little heavy, I think, <laughs> and the battery life is not amazing. So they'll be improving that as yeah. uh, time goes on. But you could, like, pull up a movie, and I'm not talking to the microphone now, but uh, <laughs> you could pull up a movie and sit either in your living room or you could be sitting on a beach in a beautiful area or in the mountains with stars above you at night and, and snow all around you. And it, it's just... It does alter your reality. There's a dinosaur uh, thing that comes in, and it's like the dinosaur. It's scary. Like, walks, steps out of this portal into your living room. I know that Stephanie Bell, even though she's not here, she's listening either on the 93.9 The Eagle mobile app or the KWOS mobile app. She's listening right now, and somewhere she's clicking Add to Cart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So So here's the question. I mean, is this really... Have we now come to... Remember the guy in Star Trek, um, the guy that looked like he had a headband in front of his eyes, uh, Gordy. Gordy, remember Gordy, John? Yeah. And and remember he could see through the eye. It was like a it was a visor eyepiece. Remember that's yeah. is that where we're at now? Jennifer? I hope so. And I hope they yeah. turn into like glasses sized. And then when I see people that I know, I should know their names. Oh, they that's could a good pop one. Pop up and be yeah. like, "This is John." thompson or whatever and i'll be like hi john how do you yeah. do it that i could click with my eyes and be like remind me of his wife's name and what is his job again how do i know him and like yeah. be searching for all that information now, without him knowing it is there an outfacing camera to where like you could like let's say yeah i'm not literally looking through these goggles it's actually cameras okay that yeah. i'm seeing everything so in other through. words last night when you were involved in this protest or well, no you weren't involved in the protest but the protest was was getting in your way you could have instead of launching your phone and being in their face with a phone you could do something to actually be taking pictures and they wouldn't know it yeah i could have recorded you could them have with those recorded things. the whole deal yeah wow now that's impressive i did record them with my phone even though and it's on your twitter 
You, you put some well, stuff I retweeted some because my my videos were not great because I didn't always have the camera level, yeah. but I do have several videos I could show you. I wish you'd have caught that protester that did a third degree alleged misdemeanor that Locke Thompson's going to prosecute with his discretion. All right, later on, we talk to Ron Fitzwater at 735. Lots going on. We'll talk to him about this thing as well as, um, oh, we'll have fun about the ticket. He said he took a lot of ribbing about that ticket, so we'll have some fun with that. And um, But I'm glad to support Jefferson City. It's great. I'll try to stay over the parking limit meter before. Um, again, and...